welcome to the Good Fail podcast, a guide from creatives on not giving up. I'm Merle, illustrator and founder of card and stationery company Merle Made Tales. And I'm Abra, writer, actor and hand letterer. We're bringing you a different perspective on what it looks like to succeed in the creative business and life in general as we navigate our own lives as creators and the struggle to keep going in the face of apparent failure. Every episode, we'll be delving deeper into our darkest fears surrounding failure and learning that we can not only survive failure, but succeed at it as well. So come join us doing the good fail. Hey, and welcome to the Good Fail podcast. Today, we're digging into that gnarly old problem of comparison. Yeah. We all do it. We all know we do it. Yeah. But how can we stop ourselves from feeling inadequate when others' lives appear so perfect? But first, how are you failing this week? Oh, dear. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Well, it's my my trigger, really, which was I was trying to do... My internet banking has been messing up Mm. and I phoned the bank and for whatever reason they chose to tell me how much money I had in my bank account why would they do that to you (laughs) I was not seeking this information out I was quite blissfully ignorant um anyway they told me how much money I had in my account which was hardly anything um I think 40 pounds or something like that and it's just a massive trigger for me and I allowed myself to fall into kind of depths of despair you did bless you (laughs) (laughs) I could see it happening as well like you were trying to stay positive as you told me this story and then you're just getting more and more down yeah I don't know why I I do really um let how much money I have dictate how good I feel about myself I think it's understandable we're just it's just so ingrained in us to feel our worth is in comparison to how much money we have. Yeah, it's like a physical representation exactly. in a way. Um, and I realise that, I actually realise that that's what I'm doing <laughs> at the same time as not being able to stop yourself <laughs> yeah. from doing it. Yeah, exactly. I just feel, I feel bad because I feel like my, it makes me feel like my business is failing. I don't have anything to reinvest in my business. I feel it makes me feel completely stuck like I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to make make my business make more money. It's a whole thing. But um, at least you recognize that that's something that you do. I did. And you know what? I do feel like we've been doing recording these episodes for, you know, a couple of weeks now. And obviously we always have this section at the beginning where we talk about mm. our successes and failures. And actually, I have realised that talking about the failures makes them less scary somehow. So I do actually recommend people... <laughs> start your own podcast. <laughs> start your own podcast. <laughs> about no. how badly you do. <laughs> somehow to find a way, even if it's journaling or having a friend who you can talk to or family member, let's just start being more open about our failures. Because once we start talking about them, like I say, I have found it helps to ground you in reality and realize that maybe it's not as bad yeah puts a different perspective on it makes you see the larger picture yeah yeah exactly so you know 
I mean, why can't we have a conversation with our friends? We're like, oh, so how have you been failing? Yeah. How have you been failing over the last yeah. month when I haven't seen you? Or <sighs> I think that anyone who's listening to this now should do this for homework. Is yeah. Try and start a conversation with a friend or family member about how you've been failing. Yeah. It, in a way, I always feel, I do feel like if I was to talk about it with a friend, I would feel guilty for somehow bringing the tone down and yeah. making people feel depressed. But actually, most people are struggling and actually, in a way, it helps to lift you up when sharing your problems. When you share your problems. Have you been failing this week on that note? Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I think this is um, a problem that kind of relates to both of us. Yeah, I've got two fails this week. <laughs> <laughs> just to, you know, <laughs> dick you in the yeah. ribs. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know how to bring someone up when they're feeling down, Abra. Uh, um, we've um, published four episodes, five episodes at this point of our podcast. And I noticed that myself have been I've been going on to our stats page on our podcast Mm -hmm. website nearly daily Uh to check (laughs) what what all you know you know how they analyze it with uh the how many people listened yesterday these how many people listened to it the day before this is your overall number this is how much you're down on last like percentage wise how much you're down from this time i think that's the worst the worst thing because i've also been doing this is that there's a like there's a little number which does give you a percentage about how much yeah your kind of listenership is up or down and, and when it's, it's down it's in it's big in red, red numbers it's in red. <laughs> yeah and like massive minus like <laughs> minus 80 percent or something you're like geez um thank you for that. yeah um and i've noticed that i've been doing it and i feel like i shouldn't be judging myself harshly this is what the good fail is about at the end of the day and we would be hypocrites if we were saying you shouldn't feel bad about your failures oh look our podcast is failing yeah. we're gonna feel bad about ourselves but it's a work in progress yes. so obviously that is we are being hypocrites and that's literally what I've been doing um yeah it's it's a work in progress and we did always say from the beginning you know that as our podcast is about finding a new way to look at failure, that there is something valuable, just as valuable in our podcast not doing well. Absolutely. But obviously there is that pressure when you start a new project, you imagine it being this massive success and suddenly hundreds of people listening to it and kind of yeah. getting something out of it and telling you how amazing you are that and invitation to go on the oprah winfrey show yeah appears on your doorstep <laughs> yeah i mean you know let's not lie yeah <laughs> we all want to be on yeah. the oprah winfrey show <laughs> and we thought we'd just be one step close to that dream becoming a reality um so so yeah, so that's something I've been struggling with this week okay. is kind of realizing that I should be taking a step back and um, giving myself a break about these things. Exactly, I feel the same. Good. So we're in it together. Yeah, we're on the same page there. But how have you been succeeding this week? Okay. Um, oh yeah, I almost forgot. I was like, hmm. <laughs> 
I haven't. <laughs> I have a success. I do have a success. Um, I was very pleased with myself. I've been stressing out. Was it one of my failures at some point before? I can't remember. But anyway, I've been stressing out recently um, getting my 2020 calendar ready. Every year, Mermaid Tales puts out a calendar or has done for the last two years. Um, and I I do always stress myself out about it because I never give myself enough time. You like to leave things to the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> Which I do too. Yeah. So I'm like totally on that page. Okay. Well, anyway, I I was stressing out about it and worrying about not getting it sent off to the printers in time to sell any before mm. the new year. And I finally got it off to the printers. Was well all done. done. With um, some images I reused from other years but with a twist um and then there are also some new images in there um and it was a bit of a schlog but schlog <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm trying to do schlep and slog <laughs> new word you're welcome <laughs> uh i got there in the end yeah which is the main thing which is massive just like I feel a whole huge weight has lifted from my shoulders and I also can't wait to show you guys because I'm actually quite pleased well I'm pleased with them every year and then by the end of that year (laughs) I'm feeling like I don't like any of the artwork in there so let's watch this space it may be different but at the moment I'm quite pleased with the the calendar Mm, that's such good news exciting uh, how about you? So my um, success this week has been going to a class. I booked mm-hmm. myself onto a one-day workshop uh, for actors. And I always think that taking a class is a brilliant way to succeed. I could not agree more. It just, when when you're feeling, or when I'm feeling stagnant, and like I'm just not going anywhere and not doing anything and I'm feeling really down about myself I always find that if I invest in myself by taking a class learning Mm -hmm. something new or just kind of you know going deeper into a skill I already have I immediately feel so much better about myself Um, and that then often spurs me on to do other things um, and to make progress in other areas so I definitely feel like that's a big success for me. I think that's a really big success. And I think we were talking about this a little bit last week to do with community, finding yeah. community. And we were talking about how classes can be a really good way of finding new people who have similar interests to you. That's it. Um, but also, conversely, I do recognise the fact that I also... It takes a lot for me to actually book myself onto a class. So much. Because there's so much fear surrounding what if I get there and no one likes me, people look at me. Why do I think this? That I don't know what I'm doing. I'm at a class to learn, of course, I don't know <laughs> yeah. what I'm doing. But, you know, there's that fear that people are going to go, oh, why is she here? She has knows nothing. Yeah, and maybe you've paid quite a bit of money and until if you've never been... or taken a class with that teacher before or at that studio before or you don't know exactly what you're going to get and there's the worry that it's going to be a waste of money yeah but from my experience it's always worth it it is always worth it and I do think with the money thing I think sometimes you can go on courses and 
yeah, maybe you don't get out of it what you wanted to. But I do, I I can't help feeling that there's a lot of it is to do with your attitude on the course. Yeah. Because actually I found that I have very rarely gone on a course and got nothing out of it. Um, but I think that has partly to do with my attitude of just, um, just being willing to get out of it what I can rather than... Yeah, what you think you're going to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is, again... All to do with the good fail yeah. principle. Exactly, changing your perspective. Yeah. Yeah, good things will come. Okay, well done you, gold star. Thank you. Uh, let's move on then to a little break in our usual routine. We will be going on to the main topic. Yes. But before we start in on that... We wanted to share with you some thoughts from one of our listeners called Hazel. Mm. This is exciting and this is exactly the type of thing we love. Um, anyway, she shared with us a thought which she framed in a really interesting way. So I really hope I do this justice. <laughs> right. Um, I, don't want, I don't want her to feel like we've um, somehow misrepresented. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is a bit scary for our first one. But anyway, she framed in a really interesting way the thought, can we ever or do we ever feel like we've succeeded if we're still stuck in a certain mindset? Yes, and this comes particularly in relation to um, something that I said, I think, in episode two, um, possibly, mm-hmm. um, where I was talking about the idea off uh, myself if I succeeded quite late on in life I would look back on my life and see all the angst and worry I went through trying to succeed when I was 20 and 30 and 40 and feeling so unhappy because I wasn't getting where I wanted to be in my life and wanting to say to my younger self don't worry Mm -hmm. it's all going to be fine you're going to get to a place where you feel really good about yourself so just enjoy the journey don't worry so much yeah and that idea that if I'm thinking about if I can think that when I'm 60 why can't I think apply that advice now now rather than in hindsight rather than in hindsight yeah um but with Hazel's uh question it you have to ask yourself is do we get to a point where we feel successful Can we get to that point? If we never get to that point where we feel like we're a success, do do, do we ever enjoy the journey? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, because I think there are people, um, you know, probably I I am guilty of this as well, who have succeeded at things, but because you're, I mean, because you're stuck in a certain mindset, you don't see the successes. And so you just sit there thinking, I've just failed at everything. I mean, there are probably people who, on the outside, have succeeded at everything. They have a good career, maybe even at the top of their career. They have a house, they've got a lovely family, they've got lots of friends. Yeah. And all the fancy gadgets, the car and, you know, the they, American Express car. Yeah, just feel like, yeah, or they don't feel like they've got everything. On the outside, it looks like they've got everything, and yet they can still feel like a failure. Yeah. Um, 
when, always chasing that next thing. Like there's the just next thing, the one, exactly. one more thing. I just need to attain one more thing and then I can call myself a success. Or, what, yeah. When do you get to that point where you look back and you say, I have succeeded? Um, interesting question. It, it is. And I think to do a good fail, you do, you really have to get to a point where you say that's enough. Yeah. I don't need to do anything more. Yes. And what Hazel was saying, which I completely agree, is you have to find a way, um, have to find a way for it to be an internal feeling. What, well, what she was saying, which, which I liked so much, was actually the idea that success isn't this tangible thing which we can uh, attain by exactly. getting something specific. It's actually a feeling within us that yeah. we have to nurture. Yes. Um, it's not running across the finish line. Yeah. Through the, the red red ribbon. Yeah. Um, with crowds cheering, confetti. Yeah, exactly. Standing on the podium. Getting the big medal. Yeah. Giving your acceptance speech. Exactly. It's not, it's not that. No. It's exactly like you say. I think that's a nice way of putting it. It's nurturing that feeling um, completely. So maybe another bit of homework, guys. I need to work on this too. Absolutely. I need to feed my my success feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not very elegantly put, but you know what I mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we love that. Thank you, Hazel, for such thoughtful thoughts and words. Um, we want to encourage anyone else who has thoughts um, to get in contact with us and share them we want to start discussions we do this is what the point of making this podcast is to get people talking about this and making it not such a big scary thing we understand that at the moment we're kind of blithely saying oh yeah get in contact and we're not really giving you a place to do that that's right so we will be setting up an email address hopefully soon in the meantime do contact us via any of our social media channels, which Please. we mentioned at the end of this podcast. Yeah. Um, there's a contact form on my website and you can do yeah. it through Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. DM us on our personal Instagram accounts and so forth. We we will get back to you. We definitely want to continue these discussions. We do. So thanks again, Hazel. Let's move on to our main topic. Yes. Um, so we're talking about comparison this week and so we're going to start with asking why do we think that comparing ourselves to others is such a big issue? Okay. We've dedicated a whole episode to this. So why is it so big? Well, for sure, comparison has not been invented with the advent of social media. Okay. Okay. But I think social media has a big part to play in why it's such a massive issue now. Yeah, it's very prevalent these days, I think. It really is. And something that highlighted this to me was when I was reading fairly recently the book Larkwise to Candleford. Yeah, I don't know if you remember people who are listening in the UK and maybe abroad that the BBC adapted this 
book Lark Rides to Candleford some years ago into yes. quite successful TV series. So you may have seen it from there. Yes. But otherwise. Yes, it was originally a book written about England in the late 19th century. And it was about a young girl who's living in a very rural hamlet. Um, and she's seeing seeing the changes to rural life, basically. Look at the death of rural life, death really. Of rural yeah. life. Um, it struck me that she was living in this tiny little hamlet with, you know, a handful of houses around. To walk to the nearest town was a big event in anyone's life. Sure, it wasn't just something you popped out to do and took you half an hour. Exactly. Half a day to get there. Yeah. So it was a big deal. And really, people just had their small community around them. And although these days we would see that as a very small and limited life, actually the one thing that they didn't have to worry about so much was comparison or comparing themselves to others. Obviously, it's a human trait to compare yourself. Um, But I just realised that if I was trying to set up mermaid tales in the late 18th century, um, I would be in my little house do you mean 19th century in the 19th century <laughs> yeah. sorry um i would be in my house little house um doing my thing not knowing what anyone else mm-hmm. was doing apart from the people in my village none of whom would probably be setting up an illustration <laughs> business you would actually feel quite successful i would think i was doing a really good job because i wouldn't be comparing myself to what other people who are doing the same thing as me mm. were doing Because I just wouldn't have the resources to find out. No. Um, And that really struck me um, as to why I think social media has such a big part to play in this prevalence of comparison. Because there are just hundreds of people doing what you're doing seemingly better. Exactly. And let's not, let's just for a moment say that we're not just completely condemning social media. For sure not. Um, because there are there are definite benefits to social media like um, we both started our Instagram accounts kind of similarish time and have found amazing communities on there yeah it's good for promoting business as well and also just getting inspiration if you're really stuck on you know you've got a mind block on a painting or something or, or whatever you can find real inspiration to start something new or carry on with something Absolutely. So there are de- definite benefits to having social media in our lives. Yes. We're not just saying, you know, it's the root of all evil. Yeah. But there are definite drawbacks to having having it so... Or making it such a big part of our lives today. Exactly. I.e. the comparison trap. Mm-hmm. So why do we feel a need to compare ourselves in the first place well I think in a way it it is only natural to compare ourselves and can be it is the fundamental to principles of making decisions you have to compare two things right yeah it is just a, a natural human trait to compare and it is also really useful in certain circumstances yeah you need to decide uh whether you want to to i don't know eat past raw rice today you're comparing the two things 
what did I have most recently? Uh, what nutrients is in rice compared to pasta? Yeah. You know. What do I prefer? Yeah. What other vegetables do I have <clears throat> to make a dish with one of those two things? There are so many ways we have to, we, you know, we compare and make decisions that are really useful to life in general. Yes. And also, let's not forget that comparing yourself against others can also be helpful in spurring you on to to do things that you didn't think you could do. Right, exactly. I mean, I think any, particularly any competitive person would say that comparison is a really good thing. You see somebody achieving something, whatever that may be, in whatever field you're in, and that spurs you on to think, I want that too. And, I, and then you work harder and it can be a force for good. Exactly. So I think... In terms of why we feel a need to compare, that's a very, I think something that we should bear in mind is that it's not, it's not always a bad thing. Yeah, it's just a fundamental thing that we do. We're only human after all. Yes, it happens naturally, but then quite often it gets usually taken out of context. Yes. And, you know, we're nosy. Uh Nosy by nature. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how many times have I been scrolling through um a regular instagram search and i've seen just like some random celebrities picture has come up mm-hmm. and i'm like what are they doing <laughs> i don't Absolutely. actually i don't think i really follow any celebrities on instagram but i do get that nosy nosy park when me comes out like, <laughs> what, what are you doing yeah let's find out what you've been up to what kind of life you lead yeah um and yeah it's definitely definitely a nosy thing <laughs> Yeah, you want to see what that inside of that house looks like and what car they drive and yeah, what, exactly what their exercise routine is. But it can lead to a lot of anxiety. Well, exactly. At the same time as you're going, what does that house look like on the inside? You're also going, that house looks so much better than mine. <laughs> oh my god, look how many rooms they've got. Yeah, like, and how big they big big it is and how tidy it is oh god how tidy their house is <laughs> look how much storage they've got yeah another one for me big, eh? yeah. <laughs> how many art supplies could they fit in that one chest <laughs> yeah. of drawers <laughs> yeah massive biggie for me i just i dream of storage <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um the, the fact is that i dream of storage i want storage i like go that person has so much storage. That person has so much storage. And then I just, I cry. I curl up and cry inside. Aww. (laughs) And I guess on the opposite to what we were saying, when with athletes or um, competitors, for instance, uh, feeling that um, comparing themselves to others who are better than them and then striving to do... Striving for that. Striving for that is a good thing. It could also be something negative where actually it paralyzes you because you think I could never achieve that. I Um, think I think that's the main the main drawback of or one of the main drawbacks of comparison is that it can lead you to feeling inadequate and worthless. Yeah. And that it's not even worth trying. Yes. See, that's another thing about social media. I've heard a few people say who maybe have slightly pessimistic tendencies um on the one hand you can say 
look, social media has given a voice to so many people. It's so great. It's really empowering people to set up their own businesses and mm. do their own things and not having to go through the, the regular channels. At the same time, you could also turn around, um, and I have seen people do this, and I've probably been guilty of this as well, and say, look, so many people are doing this. It's not even worth me bothering to do it. Everyone else is doing it so much better than I could ever do it. No, no, no. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. It's like, it's never been easier to be a success. And it's never been harder at the same time. At the same time. (laughs) Completely. But is there a way that we can just stop comparing ourselves to others? Uh, you know just just stop just completely stop. just no. never do it again no is the simple answer <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think maybe that maybe there are people who just don't and i, I don't mean, want to rule that possibility out and it's not like we're experts in this field and so can say definitively that there isn't a way because maybe yeah. somebody has found some techniques that completely eradicates it. Yes. But I do think the simple answer is no. There is no way to stop it. It's too intrinsic in human nature. Yeah, and as we've said before, it does have its place. Yes. It's not like it's just out and out bad. We do need comparison, the ability to compare. Yeah. And also, you know, let's not u- use it and let it be another thing to beat ourselves up about failing at, you know... On top of everything else, you're now telling me that I should feel bad about comparing myself to people. Yes. Let's just give ourselves a break in this regard. Like, <clears throat> it's just inevitable that we're going to do it. It is just one of those things we are going to do it. Um, but maybe there are some ways that we can help ourselves. Right. You know, give ourselves a little little helping hand. Okay, what are some of those ways <clears throat> that we can help ourselves? Um, I think the first step, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> completely blank there, I was like, um, <laughs> long silence, a long pause, a long pause, <laughs> one of those long awkward pauses, um, the first step, <laughs> yeah, getting us back on track, the first step, yes, is to acknowledge, yes, that you're feeling bad, <laughs> Because you're comparing yourself to someone else's success. And so I guess what my emphasis on that is, is acknowledging why you're feeling so bad is because you're comparing yourself to someone's success. Not because you you um, you hate somebody else's success. Yes, you're not... Yeah, just because someone else is successful, that's not what's making you feel bad, someone else being successful. It's the fact that you're... you're it's the comparison itself. Yeah. That is making you feel bad. If that makes sense, I think there is a distinction between yeah. the two, the two things. <clears throat> and so we need to acknowledge the problem. Yeah. So acknowledging is the first step. Yes. Acknowledging that you are comparing, but say allowing yourself to know that it's a comparison. Yeah. That is making you feel so bad. Yeah. I think think that can that can make you feel better right away. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> the next thing that we thought of when we were thinking about this beforehand, 
this hasn't just come off the top of our head. Yeah, we're not just thinking of this now. <laughs> um, we did discuss this beforehand. Um, and I admitted at the time, and I will say now, I have never done this before. So it's not a tried and tested method. But it came to us and I think it is it is a good one. This next step. This next step. Yeah. Um, which is question what comparison you're making and if it's something if you're comparing yourself against something that you actually really want yeah or so imagine that you're on instagram i'm going to use instagram because that's what i the the social media outlet that i use most often yeah and you see one of those like um instagram mums yeah. For instance, this yeah. is a good one for me. Yeah. You, they just have like the whole account is them with their children mm-hmm. in quite often quite creative, like fancy poses, like oh, they're either yeah, in the same the outfits yeah. or like they're all eating ice cream on the beach or they're like, I don't know, all lying in the bed in like some like pose or yeah. something. And it looks like, yeah. I don't know. I know the ones you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just imagine that. And I'm going like, oh my God, like if I, comparing myself to my Instagram account and being like, I just want my account to look like theirs. Theirs look so creative and amazing. Um, And then I realize, I acknowledge that I'm having this comparison thing and I then start to question, what is it about this account that is um, pushing my buttons and really triggering me to feel these feelings of like um, comparison? And actually going, hang on, like, do I want to be a mum right now who is spending hours of their day setting up photographs Mm -hmm. to put on Instagram? Yeah. Not dissing that to anybody who does that. Like, they are amazing. Of course. That's why I'm feeling jealous. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But actually, I personally don't want those things for myself Mm -hmm. necessarily. Exactly. And so why am I feeling so bad about myself? Exactly. And if that's the conclusion you come to, great. You can just, you can just write that one off. Yeah. You can give yourself a pass. I don't need to feel bad about my life not being like this. Exactly. On the other hand, if you do realize that you're feeling, you're comparing yourself because that is something that you really want or need in some way Mm. that's going to fulfill you creatively or personally or whatever yeah. it is then woohoo that's a really good thing yeah. to realize you've identified something you can work on in yourself yes exactly may you can work out maybe what steps you need to take to get to get that thing admittedly that is hard i know as someone <laughs> who runs their own business that is really hard but you've just identified something which some people find so hard to even decide what they want in life so you've made a valuable a valuable contribution to yourself yes and i think is a really kind of basic tenant of the good fail is like we said just changing a mindset and questioning questioning things questioning and looking at it from a different angle and kind of in relation to that i guess another step uh, kind of alongside the questioning is also knowing your triggers okay yeah so this actually can help you identify whether it's something 
you know you want or something yeah. that you don't actually want. Yeah. Um, okay, for instance, you've already mentioned Instagram. I know for myself personally, Instagram is a massive trigger. You know, if I'm feeling slightly vulnerable, I should not go on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I think because I'm a very visual person, the visual stimulus is really gets to me. You know, on Twitter, well, I don't use Twitter, but I never, I didn't really get it so much on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm going to use, like, like as you said, I'm going to use Instagram as an example, mm-hmm. but maybe for you it's something different. It's good to work that out. I, yeah, I can... Com- constantly comparing myself to Instagram in multiple ways you know what life I think someone's leading what achievements I think someone's gaining to the other things like their stats or you know how Mm -hmm. many followers they have or that kind of thing um sometimes sometimes it's a particular type of content like you said um maybe it's the creative mums or something like Mm, that that always gets you sometimes it might just be a particular person who you follow who is just constantly making you feel bad whenever they not deliberately (laughs) (laughs) they don't know you exist (laughs) but for instance maybe like somebody else who's running a small illustration business like yourself yeah exactly and I I see they they're putting up oh I've just you know, oh, I've been working on something secret and then a while later, oh, look, I've had this book deal and I've just illustrated Mm -hmm. this book. And then later on, look, this book just won an award. I'm not talking from experience, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not choosing specific examples. (laughs) And I'm not bitter at all. Um, (laughs) Anyway, um, so sometimes it is a specific person, in which case, is it even good for you to be following this person? Yeah, you... I've had cases where I've just unfollowed someone because although on the one hand I'm like, no, I should be seeing what this person is doing. Maybe this can help me out. Actually, it's not helping me out. It's just making me feel bad about myself. Yeah. Unfollow. Yeah. For your own mental health, it's the wisest course of action. So knowing your triggers, knowing what is is triggering you, triggering for you is, is really helpful. Yes. Um, And so that leads us on to the next step, which is realise that you have a choice, Mm -hmm. which is what we've already said, but it's good to make that clear. Um, Comparison is inevitable, but realising you have a choice puts the power back in your hands. Such an important thing when you're going down that rabbit hole, you obviously feel completely helpless, like you're falling and you can't stop. Yeah, exactly. But you have a choice to to look at it differently, to change your mindset. Which is easier said than done. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) When you're free-falling down the rabbit hole, it's like, no, wait. It's really hard to grab onto something. (laughs) What do you mean I can grab onto something? I'm falling. I can claw (laughs) my way back up. (laughs) Um, So, in which case, can we come up with any like practical tools to use to help us make those right choices yes I think that's that's a good idea because like we say so much easier said than done um but maybe yeah there are some practical things that that we have found helpful yeah that we have done or haven't done but no we should yeah 
I mean, again, I mean, we've been pushing this, get in contact with us, guys. But, you know, if you have any tips... Wow, we would love to hear from you because we are want to hear from you. In, as in the dark about this as you are. And we're just kind of finding things that we think have been helpful. Yes. But for sure, there are other ways of doing this. It's and maybe me, yeah. way better ways of doing this. Yeah, this is not an exhaustive list. Or even the best list out there. No. Um, but that being said... This is what we've come up with. Yeah. First one is exercise. Oh, God, exercise. <laughs> I was going to say, some people who are listening to this who know us will probably be, like, snorting their tea right now. <laughs> you do exercise. <laughs> we are not massive exercise freaks. Freaks. By any stretch of the imagination. Um, however, we have found the benefits. Personally, I really enjoy yoga that's what we've been doing we've probably mentioned that before because we're so proud of ourselves <laughs> so proud of ourselves like, we do yoga guys <laughs> um but the principle is um that exercise grounds you brings you completely into your body when, and and also saying that is that yoga i think is particularly good at that because it is about only being conscious of yourself on the mat and kind of the movements yes. and yeah yeah but i think probably being in pre- being in the present that's why i want to being say in the present, yeah being yes. in the present i think probably you know other people who do different forms of exercise might say the same thing maybe you can confirm this for us guys <laughs> we don't have we don't have much experience outside of yoga i'm making assumptions here um but what i found useful about yoga which i was saying which i think will be the same for other exercise is exactly that it puts you in the present you're only worrying about what your body's doing and although there is time in between for your mind to wander it doesn't get so far exactly before you're like hey come back here yeah exactly other stuff to be thinking about um so um maybe it's not it's not a practical tip for if you found yourself in a a black spiral and you've only got a couple of minutes but maybe for starting off the day, put you in a more peaceful frame of mind. Yeah. Or, or the week. Strength, or, yeah, strengthen you mentally and physically. Yeah. To take on um, the things that can start battering at you. Yeah. But alternatively, if you do only have a few minutes, like yeah. suddenly you're in the middle of working and you find yourself spiralling down that hole you've just gone onto Instagram on your lunch break or something. Oh, how many of us do that? Just like log onto Facebook. Yeah. Through. I mean, I've done this in the middle, in the, literally in the middle of doing a job. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, just go on. Uh, really almost without thinking. Like yeah. you suddenly find yourself with your phone in your hand. Yeah. You're already like, your thumb's already scrolling. Yeah. Um, but if you do only have a few minutes, like you're suddenly like 45 minutes into your hour lunch break and you're suddenly like, oh my God, I'm feeling really horrible about myself. I mm-hmm. need to get out of this. I need to take a step back. Um, because it is all about taking a step back from the situation. Yeah. Then maybe something like meditation. I think we've definitely mentioned meditation before yeah. on another episode. And it's something that's quite new to us. Like we haven't, we did do it when we were children. Like our mum taught us meditation. Yeah. Um, so it's not something that we've come to completely new but it's certainly a new practice for us to include it into our day or or into you know moments when we're feeling stressed or whatever yeah 
Um, but it is just a great way because there are so many apps out there na- now on on your phone again. So yeah. Woohoo for phone apps. <laughs> um, you can just you can you can just type in ten minute guided meditation or you know you know sometimes they just come up with music that you can plug into yeah 10 minutes or five minutes or whatever i've seen three minute meditations exactly and it maybe it's just enough to kind of just exit your thoughts for a minute Mm -hmm. and just come back to your breath or you know your yeah your center yeah i mean if you're because if you're new new to meditation a bit like we are guided meditations i would say is the best way to start and also the apps that are out there quite often you can search by um you know the type of feeling you want to cultivate so mm. if you are feeling lost you can search for you know meditations to do with clarity or stress yeah. or to relieve anxiety that kind of thing so i re- do really recommend the meditation in this instance we're not um advocating setting up a daily practice per se we're just saying it's useful for those yeah. moments where you just need to you suddenly realize yeah yeah exactly resetting that resetting things yeah um on the other hand for those of you who maybe find that meditation isn't the thing or you know really have no time at all yeah um or you know maybe you don't have a phone that can ha- get apps Whatever or the reason may be, whatever where reason, you're yeah. like, I'm going on, yeah. <laughs> going on a tangent here. Like, suddenly imagining <laughs> every single person and all their different scenarios. But if for whatever reason you're like, I cannot get to a 10 minute guided red- meditation, mm-hmm. then another idea yeah. could be deep breathing. Just take a few, just take a few seconds out, close your eyes or focus on softly focus on something in front of you and take however many deep breaths you need to feel yourself back no to feel back into yourself yeah um can be really helpful again kind of like a little mental reset yeah focus on your breathing and in a more mundane way but for me equally as exciting Mm -hmm. You could make a cup of tea. Uh-huh. <laughs> Again, I think we've suggested this we've before. We've definitely mentioned making a cup of tea before because for me, it is like a cure-all. It's totally a cure-all. It doesn't matter what's going on. A cup of tea is going to make you feel better. Yeah. And it is partly because it is in exactly the same way as meditating or taking some deep breaths. It is just taking a step back from whatever stressful situation you found yourself in yes and doing something really simple methodical yeah and rewarding because you get yeah. a cup of tea at the end of it yeah and i think as well the reason it helps is because quite often you're not working in your kitchen maybe you are working you know at the kitchen table but most people the situation arises mm. where you're not in the kitchen and it makes you physically have to leave the space you're in yeah to do something else and then as well it's that the hot drink can be very soothing as well yes warms you up if you you know you could be feeling physically shaky or something Mm. and that warm tea is going to physically yeah help you out yeah soothe you um we have another suggestion which is 
affirmations. Now, I haven't explored this one as much myself, um, although it's always one of those things that I think that looks like a good idea. I should do that, and I never have. Um, But affirmations have certainly um, been growing on, even on social media, actually. Yeah. Um, There are a lot of people who are writing down affirmations, making little mantras or things. Yeah. And so it's really easy to find. There are a lot of artists, I think, who, you know, you can find a card or a postcard or something with an affirmation on. Basically, what we're suggesting is search for one or a couple that really resonate with you. Yeah. Print them out and stick them around your workspace. Oh. Buy a postcard or a, or a card or a poster, whatever you need. Mm. Or just um, alternatively have a few in your head even one in your head which you can just repeat kind of like a mantra exactly shall we lead, make that lead on to our our own mantra that we have i'd forgotten about that <laughs> <laughs> having said i just don't do mantras i never do yeah. i never do yeah what do you mean affirmations <laughs> i don't know what you mean um we do have one we do <laughs> And we love this story. We do love this story. I kind of almost feel like, no, I want to save it for a later episode. But I think it's time. It's time, guys. Um, So, how do we start this story? Um, This affirmation came to us from a woman called Sheila. You may or may not know that we, both of us, volunteer with a company called Pericles who work with adults with learning difficulties and um, we volunteer in the theatre department. Yes. Um, Putting on shows and touring them around like local venues and fringe um, events. Yes. And Sheila is one of the students who is in the theatre program okay good start thanks for the intro (laughs) (laughs) so we had um a couple of years ago now um taken a show to camp festival actually just for a little plug we had one camp festival best family show at the brighton fringe festival that year good one (laughs) So we our prize was to go and perform at Camp Festival. Right. We were at Camp Festival and we were going round with some of the girls and there was um in the middle of a field somewhere <laughs> um a display of Cossack style riders. Or stunt riders. Stunt riders basically, yeah, horse in- riders. And um one of the girls turned round to me and said, Seriously or not? Do you think, Merle, that you could do that? And Seeing all these like people like flipping off horses, like doing onto a different horse, standing up, up like on the horse, um, riding kind of on the side of the horse, yeah, like doing all this like crazy stuff, leaping onto a horse, ru- yeah, running horse, all this kind of stuff. I took it as a joke and said, in a very jokey way, I definitely could. I've never ridden a horse before, but I could definitely do that. Just I get could definitely horse. go on, yeah. get onto one right now, and just straight up do those stunts. <laughs> Give me the horse. Where is it? Yeah. Um, to which the the girl who'd asked me looked at me very incredulously, as she should rightly do, 
I do not believe a word that's coming out of your mouth right now, Mel. <laughs> but Sheila, wonderful Sheila, who I love with all my heart, turned around and said with the absolute, just complete and utter conviction and certainty, uncertainty, said, Mel, you can do that. I believe in you because you can do anything. And then the immortal words, you have the power. Oh, I don't know if you can really get... I don't know if me repeating and not hearing it in Sheila's own words gives the effect that this had on me. But from then on, I've always carried around a kind of internal Sheila, mm-hmm. an inner Sheila, who, when I need it, I kind of channel in to her and say, you have the power. It just works wonders if you're feeling like, how am I going to get through this? Yeah. How are you going to get through this, Abra? <laughs> You're going to get through this because you have the power. You have the power to do anything because Sheila believes Sheila in you. Sheila believes in you. <laughs> so you get on that horse. Yeah. You do those stunt, stunt flips. You jump onto that running horse. Yeah. Stand up. Flip onto another horse. Yeah. Carry on riding into the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it. Um, it served me well. I've passed it on to friends. Mm-hmm. I'm now passing it on to you. Do with it what you will. Yes. Um, surprisingly, we have a- another recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> there wasn't the end. It should, that should have been our thing. conclusion. Yeah. Like, end oh. with you have the power. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we're going to ramble on for a little bit longer. Um, but it's a goodie. Um, our last one. It is our last one. Remember the times you felt really good about yourself. Yeah. So it doesn't. It's not the times where you imagine that you could do amazing things like be a Cossack rider. Yeah. <laughs> it's times where you really have succeeded at something that you can do. Yeah. These can be you know little things, but anything that gives you proof that you are. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> or if not amazing, at least you've done something adequate. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> no, but you've done something that you can be proud of. That you feel you found something hard and you did it. <laughs> I'm trying. I think my one was just fine. I don't know why you had to go on from there. I'm um, sorry. I just don't want people to feel the pressure of having to feel amazing. <laughs> But there are times when you felt amazing and it doesn't matter what it was, but you would have felt amazing. Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) So think of those. Think of those things. Just remember them. Think of those fondly. Sorry. What's that from? (laughs) Phantom of the Oh, yeah. I was going to say cats, but it is another Andrew Lloyd Webber. Stop it. Yes. Okay, fine. You're right. Just like, just think of the times when you're amazing. There will have been times when you're amazing. Think of them. Yeah, remember them. When you're feeling low about yourself, you're like, oh yeah, actually, I can be good. Maybe I'm not good at this thing. But that doesn't mean that I'm useless. Yeah. Because there are other things that I can do. Exactly. Let's let's try and wrap this up now. (sighs) Yeah, okay. With a pretty bow. Yes. We have come to our conclusion... Which is, Which is 
we're all human. I think that's our conclusion. (laughs) So true. (laughs) We're all humans here and some things are inevitable. Comparing yourself is inevitable. Let's not beat ourselves up for comparing, but let's just be aware that we do it and when we do it, let's question why. Yes. Be more mindful of yourself and your oh-so-human soul. Absolutely. And be gentle. Which will nicely bring us on, well, I don't know if it's nicely, but it does bring us on, to our recommendation for this week. Yeah. One of my favourite sections. I know. <laughs> this week we thought we would mention our podcast. Um, so if you're on a podcasting app now, you know, just go and search it. Mm-hmm. We really enjoyed this. Can I just say before I mention the title, we had already thought of our own podcast <laughs> before we came across it. We came across this one while we were researching. Has anyone done what we're just thinking <laughs> yeah. about doing? Um, because the podcast is called How to Fail. It literally stole our original title. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think we're going to be something like that. Um, News flash. We were originally going to be called How to Fail Successfully. Right. And then we typed it into... We typed in How to Fail Successfully and How to Fail came up. <laughs> Darn you! Yeah. <laughs> um, regardless, it's a really good podcast. Yeah, I guess we'll plug it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we actually then started listening to it and loved it. It's Yeah, so let me repeat. It's How to Fail. It's by the journalist Elizabeth Day. And she's basically interviewing people who are now successful. So it has got a slightly different angle to the one we're taking. Oh, for sure. Each episode is, yes, an interview with someone who is successful in their field. Um, but she totally focuses on their failures. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at you. Um, look at you now. Um, it is about times in their lives when they have failed. Yes. And it doesn't have to be before they succeeded. So this is a really interesting point, which again, our lovely Hazel brought up. Yes. Was that sometimes these programs, which are ostensibly about talking to famous people about their failures are really only talking about their failures in relation to how they then went on to succeed. Yes. And that can be very unhelpful for somebody who hasn't... Who's wading through failure. Yeah, exactly. So what I do think um, is great about How to Fail, which I think is to do with Elizabeth Day's perspective on it and not the premise itself. Yeah. Because the premise itself is very similar to those programmes. But her perspective on it is let's just talk about how you failed yeah not necessarily how that led you on to succeed yeah um but how you failed and what you learned from that yeah exactly um how that made you more resilient to something or whatever and it's just like that's really nice to hear that famous successful people (laughs) have times in their lives sometimes very recently when they failed talking about comparing yourself to people exactly famous people and successful people do fail as well yeah so compare yourself to that um also it's good to mention that she has a very wide range of people that she interviews so i would say that even if you listen to the first 
couple of episodes or one episode or just a random episode and you don't find anything that resonates with you, there probably is someone who you interviewed. Yeah. Who you'll find something. Yeah. So go take a look and and enjoy. And tell her that we sent you and <laughs> that she should probably listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Lastly, what's up in our next episode? Okay, our next episode, very mysteriously, is called The Struggle to be Generous. We're going to leave it there, guys. You're going to have to tune in to find out what we mean. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to the Good Fail podcast, then you can find us on these other platforms. Abra is on Instagram at Pretty Messy Official. And you can find Merle on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Merle Made Tales. And online at www.merlemadetales.com. Together, we can be found on Facebook at The Good Fail. And we're also on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash The Good Fail. Fail speaks to your soul and you feel like you just get it, then why not consider joining our community over on Patreon, where you can get to know us more as creators and help us make more of these podcasts. Plus, find great extra content and possibly even get to listen to each new episode of The Good Fail, a whole 48 hours before anyone else. Join us again on The Good Fail and thanks for listening.